0: Okay,
1: all right. We out here. We out here.
0: Mm-hmm. On Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Clever. Hey, you, yeah. Did you know that people who love people are the luckiest <laughs> people in the world? Uh, i forgot which one that's from is that from funny girl (laughs) uh it's broadway baby (laughs)
1: Listeners.
0: Welcome. Bienvenue. Welcome.
1: Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie Season 5, Episode 10. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> Strap in. Strap in. <laughs> um I'm a, I'm about to take my the, the mask that I wear of like normal functioning person off and and just really really connects with that embarrassing theater person that I am underneath
1: uh, it's the musical theater episode guys we're talking Broadway um, and yes this is very very much that kind of episode where I say jack shit and Katarina no. <laughs> talks to us and enlightens us and enriches our lives with much knowledge.
0: No, that's not it. Uh we are we both have a theater background. Um I think it would be unfair to to say, "Oh yeah, Katarina's is going to talk about theater for a while." Blah, blah, blah. Like no, we both have knowledge. Um <laughs> I've outed you as a theater person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um
1: the, all right. The- point taken yeah this is a fair point Mm. technically i do have a theater ish
0: background ish you (laughs) you actually did here's the thing guys here's (laughs) the thing i never actually got to do theater in high school i desperately wanted to do it but i couldn't because my high school's drama teacher uh had a rule where you couldn't perform unless your parents built the sets so, oh, uh,
1: that's such.
0: Yeah, because I went to I went to a private high school that was like, hey, you know how you have to do community service hours? So do your parents, chuckle fucks. <laughs> wow. and, and They had the alternative of like paying a hundred dollars instead to the school.
1: <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be like, forget
0: that. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, my parents were like, no. <laughs> no we're not doing no uh and i don't blame them i think part of me uh when i was 16 of course was a little sad because i there were there were times like i, wa- I went to audition for things and then the woman said like don't even bother unless you know that your parents can make the commitment and i was like well <sighs> guess i gotta go and and i had friends who like were like no 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 you should stay you should stay and then i was like I can't my, my mom's not gonna do this you think my mom's gonna do this no! <laughs> and I respect my mom and my dad for not putting up with that, but uh, I was robbed. You, on the other hand, you did theater. You did things.
1: <laughs> okay, let's. Um, let me just clarify this a little bit. Okay. I mean, I did theater, but I did technical theater. So I built sets and learned and ran crew for three years. Uh, in my high school's drama department Mm -hmm. i did no acting or singing (laughs) in my
0: entire (laughs) entire theater career but i think i think you still get the props for like enjoying the the technical aspect of it and, and being immersed in that world i think that's i think that's really cool so i mean you yeah, still know no. what you're talking about.
1: I mean, I'm being a little bit of a dick here, but like <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like being all like, "Oh no." But I do like genuinely in all seriousness, like I did theater for 3 years and I fucking loved it. It was fun. Um, and I learned a lot. I made a lot of really great friends, and I, you know, I can't say that I was like ever like like super super immersed in like a lot of different shows but I did just genuinely appreciate like you know just being around all that creative energy yes and you know getting exposed to a lot of like really good music and a lot of really good theater and shows and just people that were really passionate about something and for that I'm always like super super grateful um it was an incredible experience and it was super fun. I would 10 out of 10 do it again. I learned a lot about myself and about <laughs> people.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I should pry or. um.
1: No, no. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to that other than like I was, you know, it was my first three years of high school. And I think everyone learns a lot about themselves in that time. And. If I wasn't in theater for those first three years, I probably would have been doing absolutely nothing and probably would have been all the worse for it. Like, Fair. So That's fair. I'll always love theater for giving me an outlet and a passion and something to work and strive for and be a part of like something larger than me i think that was the like thing that i appreciate the most about theater the thing i still appreciate to this day is just the feeling of camaraderie you get when like you and a crew of people and a cast filled with talented people all come together and decide hey we're going to put on this grand production and you watch it go from just like ideas to a full-on production like that's insane when you think about it it is an insane endeavor that anyone does and yet people do it all across the country in high schools all the way up to Broadway and it's Mm. absolute insanity and like the amount of hours I spent at school
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably another reason my mom was like I'm not Dealing with this because my mom was not about to be one of those people that's like, Okay, I have to get little Jimmy at six and then Sally doesn't get picked up until eight from the other school. Like my mom had my mom was like, I'm not dealing with this nonsense.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I like staying at school from ten o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night or later, like Mm. is a lot. Um Mm. it's crazy fun. Like there are a lot of fun memories. Yeah. Like but like also fun in like, oh my God, I haven't slept in like days because I'm so tired and the show's <laughs> about to start. And I also am a student and have to do homework.
0: Oh my God, you literally the lyrics were right. There is no business like show business. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was all true. Uh I forgot yeah. who composed that.
1: <laughs> Should have done your research. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think it. I think we've established ourselves as secret theater people, or not so secret anymore. Yeah, it wasn't a secret. Like, um, I was never hiding it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. If anything, I was, but badly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> like hiding it how, fam. <laughs>
0: um, I don't have an answer. I don't. Exactly. I don't have a comeback for that. Um. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, without further ado, then I guess uh, we should dive in. And first, first, I'd like to say, I'd like to say this uh, because I was having a conversation, um, with uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, When I when I was working on this playlist, because number one, this playlist was such a pain in the ass for me. Um, Let me take let me take you all through what happened here. (laughs) Um, I have had a playlist uh, for for musical theater songs that I really like since I since I discovered Spotify a few years ago. Right. Um, And that playlist is currently 42 hours long.
1: Which is literal insanity. I I don't think it is, but. (laughs) But. Hey, I mean, it's literal insanity to ask me to listen to a 42-hour
0: playlist. (laughs) I don't think it's that insane. I think if you just split your time. Within the amount of time (laughs) that we had. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's I'll look and I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, because, because in my head, I was like, what? They're only the songs that I, I love to sing. And I had my, my sister was backing me up on this and everyone else was like, you can't send her 42 hours worth of music. Uh, (laughs) So I tried it again. I I created a whole new playlist from scratch. Now my 42 hour playlist still exists, but that is for me and my personal enjoyment. Uh, I will not force people to listen to that that is not the playlist that you dear listeners will be getting um but I tried again I tried again um and on the I was on the phone with my sister until four in the morning (laughs) planning seriously yes seriously we had a moment where the two of us were like oh let's let's really go into this what how should we organize this and originally it was like literally like the earliest recordings of musicals that we could find from like the 20s and it was in chronological order of like how they were composed, not necessarily the, uh, the cast recordings because some of the cast recordings for the older plays aren't on Spotify, but the Mm. newer ones like the revivals are. So I was like, well, it's just in the order that they're composed, not in the order of say the production, but you would get the feel of how, how theater changed and how music that was acceptable on Broadway has evolved and changed because there's a very big argument uh, to be made that musical theater is not a genre like people group it into a genre like oh if it's from a musical it all belongs to the same genre but i don't think that's um that's not true um Mm -hmm. because as 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 i was seeing with this with the original playlist it was music that would later become jazz standards it was music Mm -hmm. that would become you know a lot of songs by frank sinatra dean martin ella fitzgerald were originally broadway hit songs and I thought that that was so fascinating to chart, right? So it, it literally moved in, and then you have the the 70s where things suddenly you you started getting more of a rock and roll influence, and it wasn't these like these smooth, easy listening jazz standards. You had much more of a hard sound. Uh, you had Steven Sondheim come onto the scene, and it was very much he's playing with discordant sounds and and with notes that you wouldn't necessarily think. Uh, belong together until you step back and you see the whole big picture of everything. And you have um, Andrew Lloyd Webber with with introducing a, a, an electric guitar into musicals, which again, this wasn't a thing. And then suddenly it became more and more acceptable. And and now we have musicals um, that aren't even that anymore. Uh, <laughs> like we have a, we have a fucking rap. Musical as one of like the the most popular things in, in all of Broadway history now. And, mm-hmm. and would you, none of them are the same genre of music if you took away the common theme of theater. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be really interesting to like go into that. Um, alas, <laughs> that playlist was 17 hours long. Now. Before I sent it to you I trimmed it down to 14 hours. Oh I thought God. oh I'm 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 Gucci. I'm fine. She responds. There's no. no way. No. <laughs> and-
1: it's not even that I can't listen to a fourteen-hour playlist because mm-hmm. that's not true. I mm-hmm. totally could. The problem is we have to talk yes. about a fourteen-hour playlist, and, and that would take at least half of that time.
0: Yes, and I <laughs> I acknowledge that. Uh, so, like, as disappointed as I as I was in a way, because like part of me was like, "Oh, damn." Uh, <laughs> foiled again um i went back to the drawing board and actually um my friend i i want to mention her by name but i don't i don't know if she'd, she'd be comfortable uh m- mentioning fine. her name on this podcast up, but you know who you are i love you um we spent three or four hours on the phone really mm-hmm. narrowing it down like really going through it and actually she it was good that she was there because she helped keep me focused and she was like okay you think you're done all right now cut songs and i was like no <laughs> no and she's like i'm gonna get you to two minutes two hours and four minutes and i was like no but but it to uh, her I it's would, like
1: i would just like to say a giant thank you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and look, she she helped make it a really solid playlist this is a good playlist i think for people who let's say, aren't into theater. Like, let's say that you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, God, here we go. Um, but I think this does a good example of showing how different all of these songs are, how different they're put together. And and literally, you can't just say that they're the same genre of music. Like, yes, they're they're all musical theater, but that's the only thing that really ties most of them together. Um, so on, I think that the point is still there um, but as somebody who like because this was this was like the the, the chronicling of the thought process would I'm curious to see like how you found it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I will say that I mean, I agree with you and um, your kind of assessment of it. I, I do think it's a really good strong representation or sort of snapshot into like all like all of the facets of like what musical theater has become over the years if that makes sense it you does. know like I I think that's what I appreciated about this playlist because you know I think you have you have some classics on there which I think is important just because Everybody needs a classic. But a lot of the stuff you have on here is, like, is music from musicals that I think really kind of pushes the boundary or pushes the limit on what people traditionally think um, musical theater can be. Um, I think a lot of the criticism that I often hear is that it's this kind of, like... You know, it's this kind of very, like cheesy like uh, bouncy like you know like there's there's that stereotypical musical theater like number that people like just have in their brain Mm -hmm. and i think your playlist does a really good job at um challenging that because there are some really good songs on here that are just bops just like (laughs) outside of just like like take away the whole musical theater Broadway element like some of these songs yeah. are just bops
0: exactly and I think I think that's kind of the beauty of it right that like I what what this does where what, what I kind of wanted to do was like look if you don't know theater if you don't know a damn thing or if you don't even care um then at least this playlist could show you like oh it's not all it's not all um like you said, the bouncy, cheesy, whatever, although don't get me wrong, I still love those. Yeah. Um, I, I still very much have a strong attachment to many of the, of the more traditional um, musicals, but I love how experimental it can be. I love how wild theater has become, how it is constantly evolving and changing and how it can be anything you want as long as it's good. <laughs> Um, and I mean, there are lots of ones that I loved that I didn't put on here because again, I was, I I was in editorial mode and and my friend was, you know, she, she, to her credit was, was very, very good at, at, uh, editing me. Um, so, so yeah, I think that, I think that's the beauty of it. And I think that that would be, if I, if I talked to other theater people in my life, um, like, like my dad, even, uh, the hallmark of a good musical theater song is how well could it, could it stand on its own? Mm,
1: yeah. Cause that's
0: his problem with a lot of the ones that I love is that some of them are just so interwoven into the plot that right. it's like, if you don't know anything about the plot, it's like, what the hell? What is this? Yeah. Um, I, d- I disagree with that, but I see where he's coming from. Uh, I see where other people have, who have that criticism are coming from because if you're looking to get into it, it's kind of hard to know where to start. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, here you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. I I, I do think, um, you know, like you're, like you are kind of talking to this point. I, um, I would agree that most of these songs, I think on here do stand alone. Very, very well. Like, um, like, you can enjoy them without knowing. Cause, like, um, I, you know, I do have, like, I have a sort of casual knowledge of, like, theater. So, like, I do recognize a few of these shows. Like, mm-hmm. but I certainly don't recognize all of them or know the plots for all of them. But I still, like, could enjoy the music. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um,
0: well, I'm glad. Yes. I'm very glad. That said, I've been trying to be like I've had my serious hat on this whole time because theater, but I'm I'm about to take it off. I'm about to <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, I, I I guess was there any um uh, was there was there a song that like you hadn't heard before that you were like oh okay whoa this is good uh, all right
1: um so I, I gotta be honest. Yes, I was sort of surprised and taken aback by um, how attracted to Matt Smith I've yes! become after hearing "Not a Common Man" from American Psycho.
0: Thank you. I, 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 don't know what that says about me as a person. No, it just means no. What I love because I've had this conversation with like other people, and and it's. Number one, American Psycho the musical is good. I will fight you. Um, it's good. Uh, I will say that Matt Smith's version is probably superior to the American version, but I we never got a cast recording for Broadway. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't. Um, Matt Smith does such a good fucking job of portraying Patrick Bateman, he really gets into that eighties yuppie culture. He is so smooth. I I was like Doctor Who, who? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he could sing like that. Neither did all. I. <laughs> so I, did that I. was very surprising to me to learn that yep. this man could sing that well. And then, and then, you know, the thing about it too is that like. Matt Smith as Patrick Bateman does make sense to me as a casting. Yeah. Like just in general, like it makes sense. And then hearing that I was like, Oh, it really makes sense now. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, like, like, like physically, does he look anything like Christian Bale? No, but he very much, uh, I've seen some cast photos, uh, where he just, he just, he embodies this, this person, this, uh, this empty shell because Pat, that's the beauty of Patrick Bateman, right? Like he is an empty shell. He's looking for the world to fill him. And the only time he feels alive is when he kills, except does he kill? Who knows? Feed the kitten into the ATM. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love American Psycho. Um. Anyway, no, but I, I love just how he is in this, in the context of this musical Um. Also, Not a Common Man is also unironically on my hype playlist where I need to get myself hyped (laughs) and feeling better about myself. It it made me feel a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah, like, yes. And it's weird because Matt Smith's voice is very velvety, very silky. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's so full of it. Like Patrick Bateman, not Matt Smith. Patrick Bateman is so full of himself on this track. He is so very much like... It literally opens up with... (laughs) Look at history, open the books There are statues with great looks There are (laughs) gods, there are kings Pretty sure I'm the same thing What a mood, what a powerful (laughs) Flex Right? (laughs) Now out out of context This song It's a pop. Duncan Sheik went off When he composed this Uh (laughs) Beautiful
1: (laughs) It's just beautiful.
0: Yes, it really, really is. There are some incredible songs on, uh, on that album. If you go listen to the rest of it. Oh, Sri Lanka. Please listen to Oh, Sri Lanka. It is such a wonderful parody of like what someone who f- desperately needs to conform has to think. Like all the mental loops that you have to jump through to be like... <laughs> it's so good. Um... Clean, incredible. Um, I think it's you have to give it a chance, and you have to listen to the whole thing more than once because when you first listen to it, you're probably going to be like, "I don't like this," and then you're going to listen to it again, and you're going to be like, eh, "A couple of songs are good, but we'll, we'll see." And then you're going to listen to it a third time and you're gonna be like, "Oh, this musical's good, actually." <laughs> It point. I I I guarantee you. I promise you. Also, cards. They set the scene from the boardroom. You know, like oh look at that subtle off white coloring, which is the best <laughs> scene that's ever
1: been filmed. <laughs> just period. Oh my,
0: oh my, oh my god! It <laughs> even has a watermark.
1: <laughs> when he <laughs> drops the card at yeah. the end, it's just
0: oh my god! Not poetic Psycho
1: is a treasure of a film.
0: Yeah. And, and the musical, the musical is so worth it because that whole scene is set to music and it's so good and you're going to think, wow, this is kind of dumb, but then you're going to hear it again. You're going to be like, oh, this is good, actually.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, on
1: board. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: good. I'm, on, I'm on board. Good. I'm um, on board. Good. I will say another song on this playlist that is also a mood, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Is okay. dead girl walking? Yeah! <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Oh. I don't. I don't mean to shout over you. Um. <laughs> it's a mood.
1: <laughs> I was so, listening to it, and like I, you've told me that I should listen to Heather's and watch mm-hmm. Heather's before. Mm-hmm. Um, to, admittedly. Like listeners, Katerina tells me to listen to a lot of musicals all the time. Katerina um, doesn't fucking shut up about <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I love her for it. Yeah, um, I, um, I'm also one of those people that's just notoriously like, I have so many things that I need to watch and consume that I am just terrible and terribly slow at like getting to everything. So mm-hmm. I have not seen Heather's yet. Mm -hmm. but listening to this song does make me want to (laughs) watch. That's right.
0: That's right. (laughs)
1: Like, Uh, right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very... uh, For those of you who haven't listened to it yet, um, this particular song is very sexually charged, very much like, oh, my life is kind of over. Because um, to set the scene... uh, Veronica, the main character of the musical is um, she wants to just be done with high school. She it's it's senior year or whatever. And she's involved with a group of three girls who are the most popular girls in school, all named Heather. And they're bitches. They're all incredible. Like the, the lead Heather is described as a mythic bitch, which I love that. <laughs> um, and Veronica is like kind of like a lackey, but she's also like she's involved, but she's not involved. Right. And she embarrasses them by getting drunk at a college party and vomiting all over. And she, she's told that, you know, her life is over. So in this state, she breaks into the room of the new kid, the new transfer kid, um, uh, J.D., who, look, pre-Columbine. uh <laughs> What? What uh, okay? What? I what? haven't set what? this up at all. Um, <laughs> let me just say that this movie and this musical—well, the movie certainly could not have been made post Columbine because it's a criticism. It's a critique of of uh bullying right. and mm-hmm. uh, and what goes into like school shooting and the depth of people. Because like the joke is like, uh, oh, there's more depth. There's more to you than there is to you. To quote a different musical. <laughs> um, but the point is is that after jd and veronica end up hooking up and having this great night um he he kind of gets her to well he technically does the killing but like they're uh they kill heather the main heather the big the big one uh whose name Spoilers. whose last name well it's no cuz it's it's a central plot point and and it gets worse from there because oh they kill her but they make her death look like a suicide right and 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 veronica is very good at forging so she forges the the suicide note and it's very it very much makes heather appear to be much deeper and and much more insecure than she really was in life cuz in real life she was just a bitch there was nothing else to her <laughs> she was just a bitch and 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 the school runs with it right and and it's and they the two of them kind of bond over this but it's not a very good thing that they've bonded over right because now more and more kids are dying um so it is a black comedy in the respect that like it's funny but like why is it funny um it'll challenge you a little bit uh (laughs) granted (laughs) there are some really funny songs in this musical I think it's called Blue, where these two footballers just sing about how this girl's blue balling them, and the song is like, "You make our balls so blue." And I was, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Um, but there are some really beautiful organic moments too, like this the song called Seventeen, where it's literally just her being like, "Can't we just be seventeen and not?" Trying to 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 get back at the world and at this, like, can't we just be together and like be who like at this age and enjoy life day by day, kind of a thing. Um, it's very intense. It's a very 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 good musical. I think the musical's better than the movie. Uh, movie's still really good. Movie's great. You can't. I mean, you can't beat Winona Ryder. You can't. Mm, yeah. But I I think it's a very interesting musical. Like, yes, it's funny, but it's also got some very. Some very solid hard-hitting emotional moments where you're just like, Whoa. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I yeah. fucking hate high school. <laughs> yeah. It's it's literally like, oh, thank God I don't go here anymore. You know, it's it's an ode to that. <laughs> That's um,
1: real. That's a mood.
0: Yeah. Also for Riverdale fans, they did a very, 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 very bad rendition because they they uh let's say let's put in this in air quotes performed uh Heather's the musical and it, I swear to God my ears bled um <laughs> bled because it was so bad but I couldn't look away <laughs> I don't even watch Riverdale <laughs> I just watched the the clips of them singing because I was curious <laughs> well. I regret it.
1: We all have to live with our regrets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we do <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I,
1: don't anyway, want to talk about I, that. I certainly enjoyed that song. It was a vibe. Yes. Um but yeah. There are a lot of good songs on here. I was happy I was happy too that there are songs that I recognized on here. I appreciate this playlist because it allowed me to listen to Define Gravity from Wicked again, which I haven't heard in a long time. And like I was listening to it today and I was like, Yeah, this song still goes hard.
0: It really does. It really does. Wicked was good. Okay. Like I know it was like the the thing where it's like, Oh, the the kids in middle school all love wicked. (laughs) Like it whatever. Wiki deserved the praise it got like it was oh, yeah. it Absolutely. was solid um, I love Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth I, I, but like I bring it up because like Let It Go from Frozen is like a poor man's Defying it Gravity really,
1: <laughs> is. <It> really <laughs> is I was thinking about that when I was listening to it today I was like is it Let It Go
0: just Defying Gravity yes like, aren't they the same song yes but not as good like, yeah. I don't get me wrong, like, Let It Go is good, like, it's fine I don't want to piss off the 30-year-old Disney fans I know you're listening
1: <laughs> Like, it, look, Let It Go, like, it does what it, it It's a it's a song in a kid's movie Yeah,
0: and yes And that's,
1: that's what it is Yeah And so, like, and so it's really good for a song in a kid's movie And then you have Defying Gravity, which was, you know, a show on Broadway for... Mm-hmm audiences of all ages. Yes, even more arguably for adults.
0: Like yeah, Oh, for for sure. You you think the show where the <laughs> wicked witch of the west has has sexual relations with with a character on stage is for the little kids? Yeah, well yeah, like it <laughs> The point stands anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> they deal with some complex issues there. Marital uh, uh, extramarital affairs. Uh, drink, drinking shit that turns your baby green. Uh, <laughs> racism. <laughs> uh, concealing your, concealing your real feelings with, uh, academic, uh, probation because you want to be cool, but you don't have the emotional bandwidth to be in touch with yourself. There, There's
1: a lot going on in
0: me. More, more racism. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. How to yeah, cope when a little, of... yeah, <laughs> healthy dose <laughs> of racism. Healthy how to how to how to cope when a little girl from Kansas drops a house on your bitchy sister.
1: That's uh, it's a it's a good musical though.
0: Mm. It's um... really good, and like I feel like Defying Gravity was like the obvious choice because I mean it is such a power ballad. Um,
1: yeah, like that that is... note.
0: At the end where she just ah! oh, yeah. like I'm not gonna do it. Um it's
1: it's iconic. Like, yeah, it's absolutely iconic.
0: I'm sorry to everyone. I, I really was going to do it for about two seconds, then I was like, I can't don't don't do this. Don't, <laughs> don't do this to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's by the way, it's taking every ounce of me. <laughs> I know. Not to say I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hold it in. You can do it. I believe in you.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you say that. The first time uh, I was, I think it was like ten or eleven, uh, when my my mom took me to the Broward Center to see the Phantom of the Opera. I like, cause like we, I had been to shows before then. Um, I think the first musical I ever went to was. Please like the, tell me somebody told you to shut up. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, <laughs> uh, cuz like I I saw Beauty and the Beast as like a little kid. I don't I don't have much memory of it. Um I know I went to see Oliver, which I really loved as well, but I again, I think I was too young to like really rationalize what I was seeing, but when I went to see The Phantom of the Opera, um I was a fan since I was 10 years old. The movie came out in 2004, 2005. I was 10 years old by then. I loved the Phantom of the Opera so much.
1: <laughs> you use past I, tense, but it's... I,
0: I love the Phantom. <laughs> and yes, it's the stereotypical. Everybody goes to see it when they go to New York. I get it. I get it. But I saw, when, when my mom sat me in that seat, she turned to me and she said, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, we are here to see them. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to you. <laughs> and I, I was kind of dumbfounded because in a way, I guess I didn't think I was going to sing. So I became really self-conscious about, like, making sure my mouth was closed and that I wasn't humming because apparently, uh, and I, I you can confirm or deny because I don't have an insight into this, I guess sometimes I subconsciously just start to either hum along or, like, to just start singing, uh, which I'm sure can be very annoying, but <laughs> if you're not me... Um but but I was very very like self-aware that night where I was like I was sitting there I was like okay don't sing don't sing don't sing don't sing. Uh oh. <laughs> Kateria,
1: Again you are you're literally a songbird in human form. <laughs> like you you, you can't not sing.
0: I don't shut up.
1: <laughs> which it like which is the beauty of being friends
0: with you? Well, I- you Don't. could argue it's the beauty and the curse, but... <laughs> sure. But... I feel... No, I, I respect it. I respect... Because, like, you have... I, I, I like that you appreciate it. I have other people in my life, like my brother, who... He's like, I literally hated music until you went away to college because you never shut up. And well, I, I was like, ooh! <laughs> that, that's harsh. It's, it's harsh, but I will say... If you grew up with someone, like, with an older sister who did nothing but blast musical theater uh, and punk rock at the top of her lungs yeah, every I can, day.
1: I can see where... I, yeah, I like,
0: like I was hurt, but I understood. <laughs> I, and, like, and now he's at the point where he's re, he's rehabilitated <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this is a good segue because I brought it up it, to talk about... Um, all I ask of you from the phantom because mm-hmm. you know what that song that song is so beautiful like I I had a really hard time picking which song I wanted to pick from phantom because I feel like you can't talk about musical theater without talking about the phantom uh, at least for a little bit mm-hmm. because it's, okay. so revo- it's so revolutionized theater I think like it it, he Andrew Lloyd Webber did that, okay? Like, we can, like, sit back and we can, like, laugh. Ha-ha, everybody, like, they go to New York and they don't see anything new. They just go see Phantom, which has been running for 20-something years. I get mm-hmm. it. But, like, what a spectacle it is to see that chandelier crash mm-hmm. on stage. It is so... Bone chilling. Like if you've never seen a show on Broadway and you go and you see all of us, everyone's dancing to masquerade and boom, the red death shows up. And he's like, why so silent? Goodness. Here. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> you get the point. Like it can actually be really chilling. And when you get the right phantom, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, ho. But, but what I like about all I ask of you is that it's probably the purest form of actual love on that stage the whole time besides the end. Right. Because I, I, and I think this was part of my problem growing up. Right. I was like, why did Christine choose Raoul? (laughs) (laughs) Why did that happen? She has a phantom. Why? (laughs) But like, You get older and you're like, oh, my God, all I ask of you is truly a hallmark in terms of healthy, loving relationships where it's literally it's literally just two people who are like, I just want you to be happy and I want you to be safe and not trapped in this world of like fear and darkness and all of that. Like, all I ask is that you don't leave me and that that you can be happy with me. You don't have to subject yourself to whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> um, Cause like, like music of the night is, is a very good choice. And I almost put that on here, but it's very possessive, which is, mm. is why I'm drawn to the song. It's like, it's very, it's, it's alluring. It's dark. It's whatever. And then you have Raoul, the golden boy, who's like, I'm here to give you the healthy alternative. Literally just, stop
1: <laughs> hey man how about we just love each other
0: yeah that's it that's literally the beauty of the song <laughs> and it's so beautifully composed it's so beautifully written they harmonize so sarah brightman and steve barton are so good in the original uh soundtrack oh my god and you know what <laughs> i feel like we don't give Raul enough credit i feel like there's a reason that Angela Weber was like, let's give him one of the prettiest songs in the show. Like it, you could argue the whole musical is beautiful and it is, but Raul really gets to shine here. I feel like he really steps it up. He's like, Oh babe. I don't know who, the, what fucking freak you've been talking to. <laughs> Some 60 year old man living in the cellars of, the opera house i don't think it's even real honestly but uh girl you're going through it so let me be here for you <laughs> and she's like wow this is the first time a man has paid me any attention in a healthy way yes Yay. <laughs> and it helps that they were childhood friends and it's so cute and um yeah i i like i have a lot of feelings about all i ask of you i think not not only is it one of like the best songs in the show but it's also like look at this a paragon of man!
1: <laughs> Claps free, Raul. Claps Poor free. Poor shot up.
0: He then fucks up all his character development with love never dies, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about love never dies in this Christian home. No, we
1: don't. <laughs> uh. um, kind of speaking of love. Kind of. Okay. Can we talk about I've decided to marry you? Yes, that- we can. <laughs> From a gentleman's guide to Love and Murder. Because I love that song.
0: Oh, that song is so good. And I feel like that was that was such an easy choice for me. Because I remember I remember tuning in to the Tony's that year. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I I I didn't know a damn show that was like actually um nominated that year like I I watched the Tonys on and off because I really don't care unless they're performing the scenes mm-hmm. and I saw I've decided to marry you and I was like this is incredible
1: <laughs> yeah I remember watching it with you mm-hmm. and sitting there and both of us being like all right that's awesome right <laughs>
0: Cause he's just, for those of you who don't know, like there's, there's, there's a very interesting overarching plot, uh, in this musical about, uh, Monty Navarro, uh, working his way through his, uh, shitty, shitty family members to slowly become the next in line to be the Earl of, I forgot, um, but in between the the murder, because it's very it is very comical. Again, it's 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 a black comedy, but much less so than say Heather's, which is like it's supposed to be dark. You're supposed to find all of these deaths funny, and they are. Um, mm-hmm. In between all of the chaos, he is in love with uh, his friend, uh, who is now married to somebody else, Sibella, who is just the the seductive temptress, who is like you know, I know what I am, mm-hmm. and I know you love it. And he does and he falls in love with the um, with a distant cousin. So, like, it's not weird, but like he falls in love with a distant cousin, Phoebe, and she's this beautiful, sweet, like he finds her intellectually stimulating and she's wholesome. And he realizes, oh, my God, I've got two of them and he's got to <laughs> juggle because <laughs> Phoebe shows up to his house. Just after he's finished having sex with Sabella and he's got to like keep them in separate rooms because Phoebe's like, so I've decided we're going to get married. And he's like, oh, and Sabella is in the other room going, what the hell are they talking about? I can hear them. Leave. Fucking leave. Just Go and and poor, and poor Monty's just like bouncing back and forth between the rooms he's just trying to keep his cool he's like I'm so tired and they're so great but I'm so tired <laughs> and the harmonies in that song are just mm, perfection chef's yeah. kiss magical um uh, they really did that that musical really went above and beyond mm-hmm. everything <laughs>
1: Yeah, that song's beautiful. It's so, like, clever. Mm -hmm. And I... Sabella is just the best part of that song for me. (laughs) Like, frankly. She's she's literally just like, why don't you send that cow away? (laughs) And you're like... Like, honestly, like, not even... If you've never seen the musical, Mm -hmm. you have zero context for anything... You hear that line and you're instantly like, you know what? I'm kind of on her side and I don't even know why. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Like just for the like beauty of that line, you're like, you know what? Yes. You 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 can have him. Sure.
0: (laughs) It's and it's so like they're all so so talented. Um, it's just a, it's just wonderful to like listen to them all just sing that song. I, and I will say that the beauty of this musical, for those who aren't aware, uh, because it's based on the, the movie uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets, which I've never seen. Um, but one man plays every single relative that Monty knocks off. <laughs> <That makes> it. <laughs> it is so funny. Every single relative, like, so from like the aging, the Baron, like the, the, the guy who really sucks, um, to the little prissy kid that's like screwing around with daddy's money, to to the aging dowager widow, who is like, she's one of those, um, oh, I'm being charitable, but really it's an excuse to virtue signal because I'm secretly horribly racist and classist. <laughs> <laughs> and- like you don't feel bad for these people yeah <laughs> and it's just great the The man's acting talent is just unsurpassed like some of the quick changes he does with his costumes i was just like Whoa. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, that musical's priceless i've decided to marry you. it was just such a hallmark i think of musical theater now i feel like
1: yeah it's yeah. it really is it's great and um yeah, it's also one of those songs that, like, I appreciate it also just because, like, it it's a shared memory that you and I have. Yeah. And I appreciate it for that because I distinctly remember uh, being with you, watching the Tonys together <laughs> for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is very early on, too. I think this was 2013, so, like, we had, like, just... Like we had been friends oh, for like yeah. a, a year at that point, but still, like it was kind of like early ish yep. in our friendship. So it's like it was a
0: cementing bonding experience.
1: It really was, and I hadn't I hadn't heard that song in a while. So to hear it <laughs> pop up, I was like, "Oh my god, I love that song! <laughs> Beautiful." Um. Also, the bitch of living, which <laughs> yes kind yes. of kind of similarly has is a
0: shared experience <laughs> do you, do you remember i was trying to share that that soundtrack with you and you got uncomfortable <laughs> right around um oh god what's the song it, it's the one where like the two teenagers finally have sex and you were like i don't like this <laughs> i don't remember that at all (laughs) Uh, but uh, you liked the bitch of living I remember sharing the bitch of living with you I love the (laughs) bitch of living
1: (laughs) that sounds great for a lot of reasons it also rekindles my love for John Gallagher Jr but that's another conversation for another day
0: John Uh, Gallagher Jr was so good in that song also Jonathan Groff oh my god bless him bless him for
1: a lot of things he's yeah talented in so many ways hmm.
0: they're also talented they're also
1: very talented
0: yeah that song's a mood i'm not even a- right like i'm not an adolescent <laughs> boy but it's yeah. a mood i was i've never been an adolescent boy yeah like never <laughs> yeah. but it was still it was still like weirdly relatable again duncan Sheik really did that when he wrote that song <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: I'm on board guys. Mm-hmm. I can't relate, but I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so good. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on here. You 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 did good. Yay. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Um I also I, I love the um the God, is it Am I thinking of the right one? I think it's the prologue for Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of
0: 1812. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh that song is good. Dave Malloy is a genius. I don't have any other words to describe that man and his and his compositional and writing abilities cuz he's just so he's he blows my mind. He is one of like the best people writing shows right now. Um that I don't know. I this will turn into the Dave Malloy hour if I'm not careful. But um Prologue is so good. I felt like this is this is one of the rare exceptions to like the rule where like, oh, a song should stand on its own, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this song is the first song in the musical. It sets everything up. And I've cut you off. So I've given you the taste of what this musical basically sounds like. Um I could I could have chosen some of the more because like there are a couple of ones that stand alone. I think Dust and Ashes, if you really don't know anything about The musical, or anything about war and peace, because the premise of the musical is that it's literally just 70 pages of war and peace. It's just a sliver of this massive, massive book um, that he turned into a two hour musical.
1: I just appreciate the prologue because it's literally just like strap in, (laughs) (laughs) Dan.
0: It's a complicated Russian novel. everyone's got nine different names (laughs) and that's not even an exaggeration because like you have pierre Bazukov, but he's also peter kirillovich and he's a blah 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 he's like just pick a name stop (laughs) russian is complicated i don't pretend to understand a damn thing about russian culture and how it relates to their names and their little nicknames and all the other little like, like matryoshka and all of sh- uh, no <laughs> and i like it because prologue does this really cool thing where like um oh god what is it called the technical term i'm blanking on it but it's it's almost like um it's, it's 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 a it, it works like one of those. Uh, is it called mnemonic devices? No, that's not it. We're like it repeats something over and over again and it gets you to remember it. So like it starts it's off like with a, the
1: 12 days of Christmas.
0: Yes. But yes, but better.
1: But uh, yeah, but for this song for the characters in the show.
0: That's a really good way to put it. Cause like, like, and it literally just describes them like Natasha's young. Um, and they repeat it and then they go and they add a new character and it's like, Sonia is good. And then they, they give her her little trait. And then it's like, Natasha is young. Sonia is good. And Andre isn't here because that's Andre
1: isn't (laughs) here. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And what I loved of what I love about this show, because it sadly no longer is running and they got robbed the Tony's. Um, calm down. Move on. Um, moving on. Um, this musical was such an interesting set, number one. Like they had everyone dancing, like this was like a Russian, um, I want to say like cabaret, but that's not the right word. There's a word for this particular type of eatery, but it's not. Anyway, it was like very, you could sit on the stage if you were willing to fork over the tickets. Like it was so cool. People danced around you. They were playing instruments. You had Josh Grobin playing an accordion. <laughs> Love it. So, so good. Um, there literally isn't a bad song in this musical, in my opinion. I know that uh some people have controversial thoughts about Balaga, but I think is a fun, fun song. Um, you really don't have to have any prior knowledge of War and Peace to enjoy this musical. I certainly didn't. Who has, who has honestly ever read War and Peace? (laughs) Well, Dave Malloy. But like... (laughs) Like, he... And how how innovative is that? Okay, can we take a second to appreciate (laughs) that this man took a sliver, a sliver of a novel and expanded it into its own self-contained world because you really don't have to know a lot going in. They tell you everything and it's, it's set up just, just like it, it, you don't need the prior information and, or what happens after, because guess what? In war and peace, Pierre goes off to like do some crazy shit where he tries to shoot Napoleon. That doesn't work. Spoiler alert. But, uh, (laughs) Oh man, I was gonna yeah. read Warren Peace. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> There's some batshit insane theories about like religion in there, although they, they are actually interesting. Uh, there there are some interesting questions that uh, Tolstoy raises, but not the point. Not the point. You get to see this beautiful healing moment because it really is the it, it, the musical is like deciding that you want to live and to be better than you were yesterday that's really what it boils down to and the ability to forgive somebody and the ability to forgive yourself which is the hardest part because every character basically in this show hates themselves or they they kind of revel in how shitty they are which is another mood um you know you
1: know you can't all be saints
0: no no, we definitely can't, which is a very interesting thing about war and peace like in general the the, the struggle to achieve a kind of mortal sainthood. but this musical's so good. Mm. <laughs> I love Dave Malloy so much. I want to pick his brain. He's so interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I have to have to recover from this. Everyone on that cast is so damn talented. He's making a musical about Moby Dick. <laughs> Moby Dick! Right. Have you read Moby Dick? Okay. Katya, I, I want
1: you to take a big breath in. I'm taking it. I'm taking a breath. And a big breath out. <laughs> you okay.
0: I'm fine. All right. I'm fine. Okay.
1: Well, um, i I hate to cut you off Damn but it. I know I'm going to have to because you <laughs> okay. will not stop us I won't i
0: I have no self-control
1: you will not stop us and we have been talking for an hour
0: so <laughs> oh no okay
1: <laughs> it is time for top five yay I'm giving you five because I know you can't choose just three
0: I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Lay's potato chip. Yeah. So try and pick five. <laughs> try and pick five. Uh. Well, why don't you go first, then? I feel like it'll probably be easier for you Uh. than it will be for me. <laughs>
1: Alright, I will go first to give you some time to Thank prep you. yourself. All <laughs> Thank right. you. Um, first one, you know, it, it really is going to be Not a Common Man
0: from yes. American
1: Side Joe. That song was just so fucking good and <laughs> it made me feel a lot of things mm-hmm. and it, I literally had to stop what I was doing and just like listen and reevaluate my entire stance on Matt Smith which I mean I didn't have a negative one to begin with <laughs> no. but like the song just made me like it shifted something in my brain <laughs> I, I was like wow, that is not anything that I ever expected to come out of Matt Smith, but here we are. Um, And it was just a, it's like just a really good song, and um, you know, I've seen the movie American Psycho. I tried to read the book, but I did not finish it. Um, not because I, like, didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I just had a lot going on when I was trying to read it. Um, so like I'm kind like I know the story I know what happens like I know how Patrick Bateman is supposed to be and so I think the song encapsulated that really well. Um, so I was like, way to go. Um, so that's one. Um, you know, let's see. Two. Um. Okay, 2 is a song we have not talked about, um, but it is Another Room in Your Head uh, from the Alice by Heart uh, soundtrack musical, um, which is a musical that, well, obviously you <laughs> told me to listen to. Because <laughs> you are my number one source of musical <laughs> musicals to listen to. Um, but, yeah, you had told me that I should listen to this musical, um, because you thought I'd like it, um, and I did, it was, it, it's a great musical, like, it's really inventive, I love the story, um, and this particular song made me sob violently, oh, <laughs> <From Jesus.
0: laughs> oh, oh. I didn't know like, that.
1: Like, I just,
0: Yeah, I... I knew that it affected you emotionally. I didn't know it made you sob violently.
1: Here's the thing about the Alice by Heart soundtrack. I cried at three separate occasions, all of them very violently. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh. this... Oh. This musical made me feel so many emotions. Um oh, God. But in, like, the best way. Like, it was yeah. such a good musical. The story was great. It was moving. Um, it broke my heart. Um, and this song is just this, like, s- sweet and terribly sad moment. Like, it. Yeah. it it's just, I, I don't want to, like, spoil it because it's just, it's just such a special moment. And it really, like, yeah, it just, like, slapped me across the face with, <laughs> when yeah. I heard it. And, yeah, I, I just could not help but weep openly. Um, and if you're a fan of Alice in Wonderland, then this is for you. Because it's um, an interpretation of the mm-hmm. story. Is that fair to yeah,
0: say? I, yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's a it's a character using Alice in Wonderland to cope with the bombings of of London during World War II. So like it is and it isn't about Alice in Wonderland. So yeah. I think you'll find that the imagery is is really interesting if you appreciate Alice in Wonderland. So that that's a good way to put it, I think.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So okay, that was two. <laughs> um. Three. Is. I'm gonna be, um, hmm. (laughs) you know what, (laughs) as a wild card, three Mm -hmm. is gonna be December 1963. Yeah, baby! (laughs) From Jersey (laughs) Boy. Yeah! Because that's just fun. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) It's just fun. Um, everybody loves a song about
0: losing your virginity. Would you believe I didn't know? That, that's How? I, I, How? I I I'm so stupid. Like it's so painfully on me. I I was really stupid when I first heard that song, and I didn't get it.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, it's there's nothing veiled about it. Like that. no. That, that's no. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, strap in and have fun. Um. Anyway, that was three, four. Uh, hmm. i I'm like trying not to pick songs we've already talked about, but like, um.
0: If they're your favorites, they're your favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, then in that. Case, um, hmm. um, you know, um, I'm gonna go okay. I'll go ahead and say define gravity for number four, just because, yes. um, you know, uh, wicked, uh, was one of. It was one of the like it it's a show I enjoy. It's a show I've seen live um not on Broadway, but I saw it in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a show I saw actually like kind of around the time I first started really getting into theater in high school too, so like um it always has a special place in my heart just for that reason too. And you really can't beat it. In terms of like. It's just such a powerful moment. Adina Menzel's voice is insane. Um, Kirsten Chenoweth is also just incredible. Um, And I you know. Like the thing about Wicked. That I always love. Is just the bond between those two characters. Like it's a beautiful. Interesting like nuanced relationship and i appreciate that um so i just love that song um and that last run is iconic um it it really is it really really fucking is um so that was four and then five um hmm five i think five is um all right five is gonna be a song that i'm not going to spend too much time talking about because i know you're going you're probably going to talk about it oh. um but okay. um i do also really enjoy it and i enjoyed this musical a lot i mean, and i'm glad that i finally listened to it um it is way down Hadestown from Hadestown um I like that yes. song <laughs> and I, I like that song and I really like I've I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Hades town just like I love it because it was like a great like I love the musical I, I haven't seen the musical but like mm-hmm. listening to the soundtrack I love it but um I'm also mad at it because <laughs> it like you You want it to end happy, and you know it won't. (laughs) Like, you feel for the characters, you fall in love with them, you want things to work out for them, but you already know what happens, because it's based on a Greek myth Mm. that ends tragically. You know what's going to happen, Yeah, and you still sit there. (laughs) And then they taunt you at the end, knowing that you sat there (laughs) waiting for a different ending that was never gonna come.
0: They start this... I get it. I get it. The first... One of the first lines in the opening number is it's an old tale, it's a tragedy. I get it. I get it. I get that this is the point.
1: I get that this was the reaction. I get that this is what I'm supposed to feel. But it still hurts. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs)
0: <sighs> <laughs> I love it. Anais Mitchell ripped your heart into a thousand tiny pieces. A little bit, a little bit. <sighs> but you know, at
1: least the songs are bops. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. All right. So that's my top five. I okay. pass the baton off to you. Okay. Um, five is all you got. So Five's you all I count. got. <laughs>
0: uh these are these are okay i would like to preface this by saying these are not necessarily my favorites uh broadway songs of all time but i do love these songs very much and um yeah i can't oh just so... pick five songs i have them I, I know i know <laughs> okay so i want to start off with uh the song on my own it's from les mis um this was a very important song for me uh it it was the first song in that kind of like musical style that i ever performed live in front of an audience and i did it in the 6th grade for the talent show and yeah. that was the first time um my choir teacher like noticed me and was like oh she can she can do this <laughs> and like that kick on my own kick started my the, the performing part of me like on my own was a very, um, it was like, it's weirdly, it's a cornerstone in my, uh, in my mind and in my heart and my, in my love of, of musical theater. Les Mis is just such a beautiful, beautiful musical. I can't sing its praises enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Patrick Bateman saw the musical six times. Oh. <laughs> 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 but, um, on My Own, number one, it, it was the song that I, because I remember I used to I used to Google uh, the the sites for the shows because that, that was like when websites were like a really big thing, um, the early days of the internet. And On My Own was the first song I heard. I heard a snippet of it because it was like a commercial and the commercial played bits of different songs. And mm-hmm. when I heard the bit of On My Own, that made me want to listen to the musical. I was like, oh. I need mm. to know what the rest of this sounds like. And then I sort of just incorporated it into my being and, and every so often my sister will be like, you know, that, that song reminds me of you. And, and that's a beautiful thing for me because it's such a good song. Mm. And, um, and also again, it's one of those, like, without the context, it stands very well on its own and it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous song. Um, so yeah. So some, forbidden Katarina lore. <laughs> coming out on the podcast um my second is also gonna be december 1963 oh what a night and i'll tell you why yeah um so i first saw i i first listened to the musical in middle school right and and that was a big deal because i was like oh they said the f word do my parents know do my parents know i heard this (laughs) i was such a goody little two-shoes um but I saw it because they, they actually came down in, in a touring thing. They came to Miami and I saw it with my family and I was so impressed. And like, yeah, it's a jukebox musical in the respect that like all the songs obviously have already existed before being put into a musical. Um, that's all a jukebox musical is. So like Beautiful, the Carol King musical is a jukebox musical. Um, any, any musical where like a composer did not sit down and write music specifically for the show, mm-hmm. that's a jukebox musical. But... I saw Jersey Boys, I was blown out of the water like I was so impressed uh, that I then cleaned my entire house looking for loose change to buy tickets for me and my friends to go like cheap Sunday nosebleed matinee tickets. I cleaned the whole house. To accrue a giant gallon plastic bag of coins, so that I could like I begged my mom. I was like, "Hey, can I can I go to the show again? I want to take my friends." And she was like, "Fucking no! What? No! <laughs> you know how expensive tickets are." And I was like, "Please, please, please!" And and I and she was I think she like made an offhand comment. Where she's like, "Look, if you can get the money, I mean, that's your money." And I literally cleaned the whole house. I have never done that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> this is
1: surprising.
0: Wow, asshole. No I'm kidding. Uh, but no, like I, I, I scoured everything to get enough money. And um and I did it. I and I ended up driving to like some sketchy place in like Miami to go pick up these tickets. <laughs> it was really weird. Uh to go pick it up from this dude's house. I don't know why. Um, what? but they were legitimate tickets. What? I th- I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember, uh, cause my sister ended up going because one of my friends canceled at the last minute. And, and it was, it was a really important moment for me and, and my friend, uh, who helped me with this playlist. Cause the two of us really bonded over this musical. We were freaking out. We were so obnoxious by the end. We were screaming. They did a, they did an encore for us. Cause we wouldn't oh. shut up. We were screaming. <laughs> and I remember too, like there were these two older women who like, they kind of got annoyed with us by how passionate we were about it. But like, we heard them during intermission talking about how, like, do you remember seeing them live in the sixties? And we were both like, Whoa, that's awesome. Like, how cool is that? Uh, but no, like Jersey boys kind of cemented my friendship with her. Um, like that was like a Hallmark moment. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chip. yeah and honestly jersey it's just so good it's just such a good musical and i'm really rambling and this is only number two Um, yep number three let's go okay number three i'm gonna say way down 80s town i i kind of can't expound upon it anymore like i love your analysis of it uh it is it is a, a retelling of the myth of orpheus and eurydice so if you're familiar with how that ends it's the same exact ending um i i have seen this live i had the i had the good fortune to see it last march last year um and it was it was a beautiful life-changing experience um i cried i actually cried real tears my sister audibly gasped at a very key point in the show and i think I think because we were close enough to the stage where I think we saw one of the actors kind of smile a little bit because he knew <laughs> like she went <gasps> like she she was like that. And I'm not going to tell you the moment. I'm not going to tell you the moment. Um, but it was such a powerful, powerful musical. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is such... A good time and i mean if you like if you basically enjoy new orleans style jazz you will enjoy this musical that is all i can say it's basically orpheus and eurydice set in the dust bowl um enjoy it that's all i'm gonna say and oh patrick page oh my god oh my god amber gray oh my god okay i i'm i'm going off they're all they're all very talented i will not i will stop uh Number four, right? Four? Yes. four. Okay. Okay. Number four is going to be Move On from Sunday in the Park with George. I, I was torn between this one and Heart of Music from A New Brain because they're they're similar enough, I think, in, in their theme. But Move On is a very, very emotionally hard-hitting song. Um, the whole musical is about the uh, Georges Seurat painting his very famous uh, Sunday on the island of La Grande Jatte, which is it's a it's a big impressionist piece. It's a very big in, in art history. Uh not going to go into it very much. But the whole point of of the musical, right, is struggling with your artistic integrity in the face of critics and the world telling you this is this is dumb stop mm-hmm. um and by the end of the musical it's it's um because i don't want to really spoil it even though yeah it's like a 30 40 year old musical but like um don't spoil it yeah the point the point of that song is it, it is stop worrying about where you're going to go, about what choices you're going to have to make, about who you're going to impress, because it's not about that. Being an artist in any kind of art, being a creative force in this world is literally just about saying what you feel that you have to say. And even if you don't know how to say it yet, even if you don't know what you're saying, like only you can put it in the world. And it doesn't matter if other people have said the same thing. Only you can say it the way you're going to say it. It's still an important contribution because it's coming from you. And don't worry about like what, what other people are going to say about it because they'll let you know, (laughs) like critics don't shut up. Uh, They will tell you. So don't worry about it and just do it. Just make a choice, just be. And I think that it's a very powerful, emotional, hard hitting song and it's so beautiful. Uh, Sondheim really did that. Um, (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop before I start crying. Uh (laughs) All right, yeah, last one, and and the last one, the last one is going to have to be. All right, (laughs) it's gonna have to be. I can't recall from A Tale of Two Cities, the musical. There now, now, this also is a. It was it was a thing. It was a thing. Um. With, with me and, and people from we, we read we read the book in high school it was a big deal for whatever reason it became a very big deal for all of us <laughs> in high school. I um I had a very, very big like from the book I had a very big crush on Sydney carton uh, too much so. I did some embarrassing things involving making a collage and putting it on a binder. And there you go. Uh, I, I I really loved A Tale of Two Cities. And the musical is really, really good. Jill Santorella was a very good composer. I Can't Recall is a beautiful moment where Sydney is like suddenly hopeful that maybe, just maybe, there's someone in this world that can love him and he's not a worthless drunk and he's like oh my God. Oh my God. I feel awesome. Do people feel like this all the time? (laughs) (laughs) And like, of course it's right before, of course he, he learns that she's really in love with Charles Darnay and, and, you know, Lucy's such a good character. Like they're all so good, but, and, and he knows like, it's not, you know, people are going to love who they're going to love. And he's like, you know, but he has this moment of clarity where suddenly he's like, I don't, I don't need to be, under the influence to feel this good. I don't I don't need to be whatever. oh my God, she loves me oh, and it's so beautiful because he feels so worthless all the time. So you have this beautiful shining moment where he doesn't feel bad. and I mean the whole musical is just so good. The last song is so powerful. The emotional weights when he says, you know it is a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done. It is a far, far better place I go to than I have ever known. Like, oh, oh, yes. okay. Um, I'm not going to go into it, because if you haven't read the book or if you haven't listened to the musical, obviously, or if you haven't seen any of the 30 different movies that have come out, uh, please do yourself that favor and uh, read, watch, listen, whatever. Um, You'll cry. You will cry. (laughs) Unless you're a cold and heartless bastard, in which case, I mean, whatever. Um, You'll enjoy it. It's it's a very powerful, powerful story, and uh, the song is very good. And uh, wow, the musical theater episode has come to a close.
1: Yay.
0: Yay. We did it. We did it. I want to make a Broadway podcast now. <laughs> I know you do. Let's take an hour and dissect one song. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> one that'd be awful. song. That would be awful. One play, maybe, but not one song. Yeah, um, show we could do.
1: Yeah. With the song, no. it's asking a lot of yeah. me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree I understand <laughs> I'd run out of things to say
1: I <laughs> Unless each episode Was like 10 minutes long
0: Well I mean Yeah that, that would work
1: <laughs> But no
0: please 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 go to our website And actually look at the show notes So you can listen to this uh, playlist uh, Cause it's worth it That's all I have to say about that Do it do it for Katya. Do it for me. <laughs> and if you still don't like musical theater, at the end of the day, I mean, that's your choice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's on you. Everybody's
1: got their prerogative, you know. If
0: you if you hate joy, <laughs>
1: uh, whoa,
0: that's on that's on you. I mean, if I you can't tell you <laughs>
1: are a miserable human.
0: <laughs> I can't tell you how to live your life. <laughs>
1: Who cannot feel the warmth of the sun on their face. (laughs) Exactly. If you live in a life devoid of all hope. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Then musical theater is not for you. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, well, thank you for coming along with us on this ride good yeah it was a good ride
1: it's a good ride Mm. i'm i'm glad we've shared this moment
0: together because i knew you oh god (laughs) i have been changed for good
1: (laughs) which which one of us is alphabet?
0: I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm too much of a bitch to be Elphaba, honestly. I think I'm probably Glinda. <laughs> like I, I mean like growing up in middle school, I was like, oh I can relate to Alphaba, but like really, really I'm probably Glinda. <laughs>
1: uh, that's fair. <laughs> no. I I mean <laughs> I think I'm too emo to be Linda.
0: Yeah. That's fair. That, that... I respect it. I respect it. I have
1: too much sadness in my soul. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that was a lot. Um anyway, so that concludes the musical theater episode. It was a wild ride. Um, we're glad that you joined us for it. Um, and we want to give you a giant, huge heap and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. Um, if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on the socials. We are at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and we are at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. And if you really liked what you heard you can maybe join the Patreon community that we have at um at uh blah blah blah, blah, blah at um <laughs> patreon.com slash rhapsody fam. If you are interested in seeing some cool behind the scenes stuff or getting fun awesome perks, you can go there and support us there. We'd love to have you in the fam. Um, if not If that is not your speed, that's totally cool. You can do something that's completely free, which is subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, any podcasting app or site that you use. Subscribe to us there. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We love that feedback. So feed us back. (laughs) Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> uh, uh, it,
1: it it's a little funny. It, it warrants a chuckle, um, maybe a guffaw,
0: um, <laughs> a sensible chuckle, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I know.
1: <laughs> I set you up. Yeah. Um. That, that's a conversation for another podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, you should also check our website because we've got cool stuff and announcements and uh, music reviews on there sometimes. So go there because it's dope and uh, be the cool kid in the skid um, and listen to dope music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And um, that's the end of this episode. Uh, next week we got another fun episode coming your way. Um, you want to tell us what that is? Yes, Tata? I do.
0: Yes, I do. Congratulations, graduates. Well, mm, mm. no, Bitter- congratulations. Bitters- well, it's bittersweet. Like I get, I get that the current climate is a little uh, yeah. Eh. But you know what? More power to all of you because you've graduated and probably uh, the, the clowniest of clown worlds that there uh, that there ever has been. And you know what? You guys earned a celebration. So next week we are going to be celebrating all of you with music for g- graduation. Woo! Yay!
1: And I yeah. and I pr-
0: I promise it won't just be as we go. <laughs> <laughs> We, we remember, remember. <laughs> It won't just be that And it won't also be that one Green Day song That everybody misinterprets as being positive When really it's kind of like a fuck you But I hope
1: you have there's the time. time of your life Which when you think about it Like that song is literally titled Good riddance So
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, none of us have reading comprehension. Uh, We turned it into something else. But anyway, we promise it won't be those two songs. Uh, Please come celebrate with us virtually, of course. And uh, throw your cap and gowns in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see you then. But for now... It's time to say so long, farewell. I've just to say goodnight,
0: <laughs> I hate to go and leave this pretty side. That's it. <laughs> okay, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't believe we went an entire episode without talking about the sound of music. We we did somehow. Um, oh,
0: yeah, we could talk about it right now. No. <laughs> no no. So even though meantime, that musical does mean a lot to me no it's it's a really good musical so for now for now children climb every mountain <laughs> I'm just gonna like be, do my best old lady voice and be like <laughs> you really went for it <laughs> I, was, I was like how do I contort my voice to sound like this and then I did <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, well.
1: Oh, God. Um, Yeah. See ya, Gemini (laughs) Fly. And the Banana Man. Signing off from the post apocalyptic wasteland. Follow your dreams. You miss 100% of the shots you
0: don't take. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott.